0: Welcome to Functional Design and Closure. I am Nate Jones. And I am Christoph Newman. Each week, we discuss a software design problem and how we might solve it using
1: functional principles and the Closure programming language. So, Christoph, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, this week, I thought I would continue our exploration of parsing out the errors from the log. So, last week, we we had a situation where we wanted to see two different errors at once mm-hmm. and in the weeks prior we had built up code that was really good at going through the log it's it's kind of like it's, it has tunnel vision it could go through the log and it could find one thing like one kind of things like okay give me give me all of the 357 errors give me all of the sprinkle errors right
0: yeah yeah but it's amazing so what then, you don't find when you're
1: not looking. Oh, yes. Yes. And so then last week, all of a sudden, our worlds collided, and we needed to get both of the things out of the log <laughs> at the same time. Yes. And, and we, we pivoted what we were doing into a new implementation where we have a single function that can parse out. It can recognize you know it, it, any of the errors that, that, that we know how to parse out of the log. Right. Yeah,
0: we have a uh, at uh, the the top level um not the top level but the, the the parse next from last week which is like, you know, try parsing each of the errors that we know about. It's a nice little inventory of the of the different skills that our our parsing engine, you know, as as it's growing more in sophistication, those are the kinds of errors that it can handle. So we, yeah. So now we got we yeah we,
1: we, got, we got So we just build up our our library of different parsers and we just we just throw them in the list of things to try in the parse <laughs> next, and then and now we can we can recognize more and more and more situations in the log and get this nice like um, mixed stream of errors and then we can filter or or whatever we want you know pivot it however however we need to using the power of closure core. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always think of he-man by the power of closure's core I will map <laughs> and reduce. Oh yes. I must I must be dating myself. Okay, so back to closure. And so, yeah, we can we can do that. But then I was looking through the log and I noticed our friend Mr. Exception <laughs> in the log when it gets printed out it spans multiple lines like it's it's just annoying right like it has new lines like in the message and so then those new lines create new lines right like the new lines make new lines that definitely
0: that definitely is exceptional
1: to find that in the log yes (laughs) yes <laughs> and although you know the code we write basically never throws exceptions ever <laughs> maybe once a year clearly
0: you know? these are exceptions <laughs> thrown by someone else's code <laughs> we yes. just have to recognize them we don't have to we, we're not creating them but but that doesn't mean they don't exist in the world
1: oh that's right I forgot our role in this situation is we are at the DevOps guys so yes those programmers what are you going to do with them you know logging out exceptions I don't know and and so like this is a real conundrum, right? Because those lines don't parse. And so before we we had our line oriented parsing function, right? The parse line. Okay. And so when you when you throw part of the stack trace at it, it doesn't find a date. It doesn't find a time. It doesn't find a log level. It doesn't find all these good parts, right? And it's like, well, that's junk. Oh and right. And it returns because, nil
0: because they have like so instead. So the the regular log line has you know like. The, the date and the, the the log line the log level and the the package name and you know all the nice things we were looking for. but for when, when there's an exception, you get the first line is like that, but then you get who knows how many lines of you know they just get a, basically a space and the next level of stack trace. There's no no right. date, no log level, you know nothing to keep us safe and and, and feel good about our parsing.
1: Yeah, and so the trick is like how do we how do we collect up all those lines into one one big text of the stack trace? Exactly, because you know? it is one
0: logical error. It's not, you know, right. fifty individual errors. They're 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 like little errors that all combine together like Voltron to be a one big error. Now right. I'm dating myself.
1: I, I I was personally thinking of like you're picking up all the pieces of that vase that you just knocked on the floor and you're oh, collecting yeah. them together so you can glue them, glue them back and and at least kind of somewhat resemble what it used to be <laughs> and and it's because, all spread out all over the place, right
0: yes, and because we're based on we're we're running on java we we have we have lots of pieces in fact, we have oh, pieces yes. that have pieces inside of them we have, we have nested pieces, yes, and
1: they're and there the metaphor breaks like a vase a vase. Well, you could say our exceptional programming is exceptions all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And so, so yeah, so it, it it's kind of a conundrum, right? Because like like how do how do we recognize these things? Like w- our our parsers don't even have a chance to to detect these these bare lines because they got thrown away right by like like our exception recognizing parsers, our exce- like like our error parsers don't don't have a chance to detect these log lines, because the line parser threw threw everything away. Oh yeah,
0: so it's it's like a bucket brigade where the first guy dumps out half the water before passing it along. You're never going to get all the water, because right. You by definition you don't have it, right? So we got to fix that first guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so how how could we? like how what what should we do like maybe we should just take maybe, we maybe should just take each the of those parsers out. should just take raw lines
0: yeah just take the first guy out so there's no first there's no first level of parse Every, everything's got to parse the
1: right. raw lines right yeah yeah and so so then then step 1 so in that world let's say we're trying to detect you know error 357 which is like on a single line Right. It's gonna get it's gonna get like a raw line, and by raw line, I just mean it is a string that represents a line, you know, because we have this lazy sequence of 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 lines, and so it takes that and then it runs our parse line function on it, and it goes, oh, good, it parsed. Okay, now let me look in the log slash message portion, and now let me run the the error three fifty seven regex extractor on that. The second oh, parse. good. Okay. It, it extracted. Great. You know, um, pull out all the important data, return the map with, with all of the bits in it. I, I think like just to refresh my memory, that, that map would have like log date, log time, log thread, log level, log namespace, the the message portion. And then I think in that case, we decorated the error 357 with like the user, all that stuff. Right. right, it all it all so it, it all comes back. So that function would then be responsible for, for for
0: all the, the 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 parts of that that error that are common to all errors, and then the parts that are specific to three fifty seven errors. So it would basically do, it would do all of the work of the general parse and the specific parse, right? In one in right. one function, if it needed to. I mean, yeah. it would only it yeah. would only do the second parse if it needed to do it
1: right. Right, it, can, it starts from the grains of sand, and then it, it moves upward. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you have a concrete building. <laughs> and it all right. started with sand, right? Um, uh, okay, well, then our other error is our sprinkle errors. Those were on two lines. And so then that function, well, let's see. So it's going to have to parse the first line, and right. then it's going to have to try to recognize it. And then if it if it passes, then it's going to parse the second line, try to recognize it. But but because our our lines were not logged out atomically, if you will, like like that second line may or may not be the one, right? So then it's going to have to parse the third line, etc., fourth line. It's going to to try keep, to recognize it. Keep flipping back and forth between
0: general and specific parse. Right. And keep going until it finds that that last that that
1: second part of the message. Sure. Right. Okay. Sure, and this is all assuming, like, since since we're trying to parse one at a time, we also have this other problem where that that parser that was looking for code 357 ran, so it parsed the line, and then it tried to match on the message portion, you know, and and it didn't work. So now, um, now we have the parse sprinkle error. It gets it shot, at, so it tries to parse the line. So it's kind of annoying, right? It's like every parser the first thing it does is just like redo this work of parsing the line. Right. So we end up, we end up doing that, that parsing.
0: If we have, if we have three or let's say we have 10 different recognizers, you know, and the 10th one is the one that actually wants to do it. Well, we're doing that, that general parse 10 times before we actually, you know, hit pay dirt, so to speak, and, and actually find the message that we want. So that, that strikes me as a little, as a little inefficient, a little too much, processing
1: gone gone awry well yeah but then what i mean what should we do right because like log the the line parser it it can't what what's it supposed to do when it gets this line that doesn't have a date it doesn't have a thread it doesn't have a log level well
0: it could just it could do the best that it can how about how about if it just it does the best job it can and 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 whatever it can't do it doesn't do (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, so, so to make that a little uh, more concrete, what does that mean? <laughs> the computer, the computer is trying really hard. So I'm, I, I, go to my computer. I set the performance settings to max. Oh yeah, yeah. You push <laughs> and the turbo button. Now it's doing button. the best that it can. The turbo button. Well, I'm not talking about
0: speed. I'm talking about capability. So, you know, if it tries to parse, you know, the the big regex that like gets all the general the general bits out of the line um, and that okay. fails well it still is a line you know one of the one of the the keys in our in our parse line what parse line returns one of the keys is raw line raw slash line which has the entire line in it so uh-huh. the raw line is always there so we can always return that so we don't have to oh, say oh that's true no, we don't have to throw the line away i mean the line it's still a line in the, in the log um, we just can't parse out yeah. the other things see what i mean
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, right? Yeah, raw line is what we got handed. So at the very least, we can make a map that has raw line in it. And then I guess it, if it can't find a date, if it can't find a time or a thread or any, well, then that the map doesn't have those keys, right? They're, they're, they're not in the data, so they're not in the map. Yeah, okay. So then, but, but
0: not now we've gone from... Everything that comes out of parse line having you know all of all of the keys you know log date log time log thread, et etc to now it only has a portion of the line a portion of those things you know h- how does that impact our parsing functions you know like for instance th- error three fifty seven
1: yeah yeah that oh that that's interesting so what that well the nice thing is that parse line. Will always give us a map of information. So, right. so now, now we're not throwing any lines away. we 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 we've lifted the data up a little, and it, it kind of seems a little silly. In, in one hand, to be like, oh, we took a bare string and we turned it into a map that has raw slash line <laughs> as its only key. You know, but um, yeah, but that that. Now we now we can know like every single thing we're looking at has a raw line in it, right? And then we can also know that if it doesn't have a log date and a log time and a log thread or you know some number of those, well then it's probably just a bare line. Oh like, yeah. Like it's it's like, it's, it's, it's ever, not right a, a log line. It's a continuation of something. Yeah.
0: Have you ever heard the the phrase the silence is deafening, you know? Oh yeah. It's, it's, this is an instance of that is when those are, when those are absent, you know that the line was present, but that it wasn't able, unable to parse. So you, I think a good assumption is that
1: it's probably a follow on from a previous line. Um, Right. It's, it's like, if we don't have data in this case, so for this recognizer, for this little, the exception parser Mm -hmm. that's taking these, these lines. So, so I guess it, it, well, it's kind of funny to think about, right? like we had this we had this abstraction of a parsed line and and we decided that every parsed line shall have a date and shall have a time and shall have a thread you know and all these things but it if you look at the actual log file itself not every line in the log file has a date time namespace etc some of them don't True. so so we somehow decided as programmers that reality is actually (laughs) a certain way Uh, and then then ignored the way reality really was, which is not every line has this stuff. And then we got ourselves into a conundrum because we weren't super literal to the data source, right?
0: Right. I mean, in in defense of us as programmers and, and the programmers that emitted these exceptions, you know, it's a hard job because as a programmer, you have to always deal with reality that has some things that you don't want to know so you don't want to, to pay attention to so in our yeah. case you're right we, we we made it so that our reality was only parsable lines but in reality <laughs> uh, the log line the logs has those lines in it so w- so we yeah. should make it be as literal as possible to the actual data source because it's so the most I guess, flexibility
1: yeah back to what you were saying before in every solution, there's going to be part of the information space you exclude because it's noise for your problem. It's noise for, right. for your your domain. Right. You right. know, and so since like like you can't necessarily look at all the things all the time, and so in this case, we decided okay, these these bare lines, either we didn't know about them, so they got excluded because we didn't know about them, or we just didn't care. Um, they, yeah, they, they got excluded. So now we realized, oh no, we need to relax. We need to relax our, our data notion and realize that not all these pieces of information can be present for every line. And, and we need to make this more literal to our new understanding of what a line looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And closure doesn't care. So this is a beauty of these maps in closure, right? Like if we had, let's say we were in a, a strongly typed language, uh, I'm just going to pick on Scala because I've spent <laughs> a lot of time there. It's a little more relatable than Haskell, although we could pick on Haskell. So now all of a sudden all these fields, you know, would become maybe types, right? and so then everywhere you 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 try to use them you got to go through the getting the thing out of the maybe ceremony and and enclosure it's okay like it's we if it's not there all the time it's fine if we try to get it out when it is there it will be nil so we do have to be somewhat aware of like nil but nil punning helps us most of the time for that um and we can, we, but we don't have to look like we can write code that doesn't have to look at the entire body, the entire corpus of information, you know, it's just looking at the part it knows, and it doesn't need to know every possible key that could exist in the map. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Like, like, for instance, back getting back to our error 357 parser, um, it's going to get a stream of you know lines that have messages or, and and dates or just messages you know, and so yeah. it can it can it can just look in that message. Uh, and I mean like like we know the message will always be there, um, no matter what, Because right. because that's what that's the way we set it up, and uh, and then we know that we we so that we we don't have to modify the three fifty seven or the. Uh, sprinkle error parsing because they rely only on one of the subsets one of one of the keys that we know is always going to be there
1: right right yeah and so so that's it's kind of a, a nifty thing right this this idea that just taking the idea of a map is a bucket of of dimensions if you will you know the keys are your dimension names and then they have values and depending on what you're looking at some of those keys may or may not be there. And so it's up to your code to ensure the parts of the map it cares about are there. And, and then it can not care about the totality of the information.
0: Yeah. And, and I think there are,
1: our, our namespace keys really help us in
0: the sense is that we can, we can add more information to the map. We can even have, you know, higher level parsers that take all these errors and make new things. And all they can do is just continue to add new keys and the original parsers will continue to work even if, you know, because they, all, they 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 specify what part of the, what subset of the map they work on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then to bring it back to our exception parser, So oh, yeah. now we can run this parse line on everything again. So we can kind of pre-parse the lock and it's lazy. And then each of these, these recognizing parsers, if you will, that take sequence of parse lines. Well now we now we have a more literal and I would say more relaxed notion of a line. So mm-hmm. then now the exception thing just needs to be able to recognize the beginning of an uh, exception stack trace or and maybe it recognizes it by looking at the current line and the next line. It's like oh, the current line has the word error in it or exception in it. yeah and then the next line is bare, right? Oh. This must be must be an exception (laughs) that was logged out, right? Stack trace or whatever.
0: Yeah, the 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 first line ends with an open curly brace, so it must be expecting more stuff after this.
1: (laughs) Right, right, and so you kind of build up confidence by looking all these things. Like, yep, we we do know what this is. Right. So then, how
0: does it know? How does it know the end of the? Because everything's every every line has uh, every sorry every every line has a, um, a message in it, then how do we know when we've gotten to the point where we're at the end of the exception?
1: Well, yeah, so then we can just keep taking lines. We can use, like, take while, okay, right, to just keep taking lines so long as they're bare. And, well, let's just say, hey, if it doesn't have, like, a log level, it must be a bare line, right? Every, everything has a log level if it was logged out by the logger. No, interesting
0: that you 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 calling it a bare line makes me think that we could have a a predicate. You know, we could say you know is this line bare, and it could be oh yeah instead of having Even to encapsulate better. that yeah
1: yeah yeah. So a predicate like bare line question mark right, and then yeah. um and then you just feed it the line and and it looks through all the it it's the recipe for knowing what information what like how much information is missing. Like, is is enough information missing to consider this a bare line? <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Is enough missing? That's yeah. An and so concept. then it just takes all these bare lines and their strings, and then it can just take them all, and it can, like, join them with new line. And then it can say, hey, the log message is this long thing that spanned more than one line, rather than the log message being just this little fragment Oh you can like smash the so you 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 take
0: the first line which has the beginning of the stack trace in its message key and you take all the rest of the lines and you combine them together and you smash that key because you basically yeah. you're you're expanding it you're not smashing it you're expanding it, you're augmenting it
1: you're you're lengthening
0: it to the full error the full stack trace
1: right right like something the log message clearly had new lines in it when it was made because right. it 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 printed out on multiple lines. So we're just to collect up all those lines and put those new lines back in and make a string that is hopefully identical to the string that was actually logged. So, so I like right. to think of it that way. So we are, we are making log message be the whole thing that actually got logged out, not just the beginning of it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And if we, if we, we need to always be sure to
0: use uh, like merge, when we're when we're when we're when we're doing this kind of up leveling because if we use merge with some new keys we're we will we'll be careful not to overwrite any other keys that might be in the map that we're not paying attention to right we don't want right. to we don't want it... to replace the map with our map we want to we want to only
1: ups, upsert it uh, up level it. Yeah, we 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 just we just want to touch the parts we know about, right? Yes. There's like two two approaches to fixing the radio. One is to completely disassemble the radio and then <laughs> find the broken parts and then reassemble the entire thing. <laughs> so that that would be like programming with total total knowledge, right? And the other would be like, let me just like open the part. That has the broken things, or, or, or my bike, maybe a bike's better illustration. Let me just go to where like the chain is and take this. Let me just take the back wheel off and then pull the inner tube out. You know, I don't, I, I'm not gonna to completely the disassemble wheel. the entire bike, right? right? So, so anytime you're doing like a, a merge or a soche or disosh on a map you're 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 just making little surgical changes to the map without trying to assert total infr- knowledge on all the fields that could be in there and boy that's a that's a great way to do programming in in a situation where you can have a lot of variance to the data that's coming in you can you can relax like we relaxed our notion on the line and right. when we publish our code for this episode you'll see like none of our other methods changed at all Right, even though we relaxed it.
0: Right. Because they were only doing surgery on the on the foot and the foot was the same or sorry.
1: Uh let's yeah. say the bike metaphor. The the rear wheel. Let's not get make it too personal. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. They they were depending on information that wasn't there. So Nil did his job. They got Nil out. They said, Oh, I I, I don't work here. Move move right along.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: so so surgical changes in, in these and then think of a map more as like a collection of information that you can augment and you can add and subtract to, as opposed to a record like these fields shall exist. Yeah. The, the flexibility means you can just ignore
0: things. You know, these, these aren't the keys you're looking for. You can just move right along. Yeah. Cool. Ah, well, it's been a good discussion. Have you, Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to talk about, um, being able to, 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 to relax our notion of to be to relax and be even more lazy <laughs> um, in our in our in our log parsing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. and uh, of course we will have some code for this episode on the website. So go to closuredesign.club to check out all of the episodes and all the code uh, there, and you can see the specifics of what we were talking about. Yeah, if you have anything you'd like to tell us,
0: uh, please send us an email or write us on Twitter. Our, feed- our email is feedback at closuredesign.club, and on Twitter we're at closure uh, Also, if you are interested or, or if you like what you hear um, and like our episodes, please leave us a review on uh, iTunes. Uh, that helps other people find the show.
1: Yeah, and also we would love to have you join us in our Slack channel on Clojurians. If you're listening to this. Uh, you can find our Slack channel at closure podcast on clo- on the closure Slack. We'd love to have you there. Uh, it's a great place to chat about the episodes, ask us questions, uh, have some fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. All right. We'll be back next week. Until then
0: keep your code exceptional in a good way.